Welcome to a very special episode of the Beauty Biz Show. Today, my guest is an esthetician and massage therapist by the name of Shannon Cox. And I am so thrilled to share this podcast with you because I know she is going to inspire you like no other. She has a crazy, beautiful story. I'm calling her my my comeback kid, and I feel like a proud mama. And every time I talk to her, I get a little choked up because I... I'm so proud of her and so excited for what she is creating and for how strong she is. And my hope for you listening to this show is to have you leave after listening today, feeling like you can do anything. You can gather some of Shannon's energy, which I mentioned is unstoppable in the show. So stay tuned and enjoy. And also before we get started today, don't forget that the Beauty Biz Success 60-Day Challenge starts July 22nd. We are geared up, ready to go with this game changer of a program. Actually, Shannon mentions this was the first thing she invested in and the first challenge changed everything for her. So I welcome you to listen to today's show and then head over to Beauty Biz 60 and join us for an amazing 2019 Beauty Biz Success 60-Day Challenge you get a special bonus gift of the mindset, manifestation mindset training. It will be emailed to you right away and it'll get you all prepped to start the challenge on July 22nd. Beauty Biz 60, I hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I'm a licensed esthetician, spa owner, industry consultant, speaker, and journalist, and the founder of the Beauty Biz Club, which is the only professional success-based society designed to dramatically up your bookings, increase your profits, and provide you with industry-specific resources that are needed to succeed. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the Beauty Biz Club, please visit beautybizclub.com. Now I invite you to join me as I feature inspirational messages from industry gurus and practical tips to tap into your best success. Stay tuned for some serious beauty biz entertainment. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Cree, and I have a very special guest today. Her name is Shannon Cox, and she is a fellow beauty entrepreneur and practitioner. Shannon is the owner of Mud and Stone Therapeutic Massage and Aesthetics in Hayden Lakes, Idaho. Welcome, Shannon. Hi, Lori. You know, we've done coaching together. I know you're in the Beauty Biz Club, but there's so many questions that I have for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> you have such an awesome story. And I didn't tell you this because I just didn't feel it was appropriate. But when we did our coaching call a few weeks back, you made me so emotional talking about what you've accomplished in the last, maybe, is it like last year, year and a half? Um, yeah, really like the last, I would say, two years. Yeah. When I look at your website, I get lost in that picture of all the pine trees and mountains. Is that really where you live? Is that an actual photo? It basically is. It's not a real photo of um, the area, but if you come here, then that's pretty much what it looks like. I'm going to have to go visit you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what came first, the massage license or the aesthetic license? 
Massage came first. And when did you become licensed as a massage therapist? Um, that was back in 2010 when I first got my license. Yeah. And was that a successful practice for you or is that why you decided to go to massage school? I want to hear a little bit of your backstory. Yeah. Well, you know, there was kind of a lot going into why I decided to go to massage school. I have a deeper reason and I have a more superficial reason, (laughs) but, um, So I was living in San Diego at the time and I was working on, I, you know, I wanted to be a famous actress and singer. And so I was commuting to LA, I was living in San Diego and I was actually working for Best Buy and, you know, I, the retail game, it's not for me. I just, there's a deeper calling that I have and, and my naive self also was like, Hey, I know I'm going to go to massage school. And I've always kind of been interested in that. And I'm going to make so much money. Like I'm going to make, you know, $65 an hour. (laughs) And like, that's so much more money than I'm making hourly in my, in my retail. So, um, I'm going to go to massage school. So, I knew one of the best massage schools was located in Seattle, and that's where I grew up. So um, I decided that I was going to move home. So you've been kind of uh, transitional then. You moved from San Diego back to Seattle, and now you're in Idaho. So you went to massage school in Seattle, and then did you start your practice there? No, I actually started a private practice when I lived in Kauai. Oh, I moved to Kauai after school and I was working at a spa in Seattle for about a year. And then I moved to Kauai, Hawaii, and and I started working for someone there. And then I had a massage practice on the side. And um, no, it was not very successful, Lori, <laughs> because you know why? I, I basically, I don't know why I felt the need to do this, but you know, it ended up being kind of like a a family and friends practice. And I was barely making enough to pay my rent, which wasn't even that much. It was 475 or something like that a month, which is pretty average. But yeah, (laughs) I was I was working so hard trying to support that. And then um, I ended up working for the St. Regis up in uh, Princeville. Oh, nice. And so after that, it was it was just too much to do all of that because that, um, going, working for the St. Regis was about an hour commute from my house each way. So yeah. And then what led you from Hawaii back to the mainland? Well, you know, after, um, it it was about four or five years of living on the Island and, um, I went there to heal. I, I had, uh, Crohn's disease. And so we had the opportunity to go and live there and, you know, I just decided that this was what I wanted to do. I wanted to heal. I wanted to change my life. I wanted to think differently and learn. And so, you know, and I got to do that, which was amazing. And then, so moving back, you know, my husband and I, we, we just decided, Hey, you know, we're getting to that point where we want to decide where we want to be for the long term, And we want to, have businesses. We want to have children. We want to own our own home. And that's been a goal of ours for a long time. So when you moved back, did you go right to Idaho? Yes, we did. Cause we, we couldn't afford to live in Seattle anymore. And, um, my husband grew up in Idaho, uh, in Coeur d'Alene where we live. And so 
we're like, yeah, you know, this is, we still have family here. We have roots. We let's go. We can still afford to live here at the time. It's almost an epidemic that's happening in our industry right now that people are almost beauty practitioners are almost forced out of these cities because we're not charging what we need to. And the cost of living, I just had a a conversation with a gal this morning. She's super successful. She said, but my cost of living in my area has gotten so outrageous that I don't get to keep any of my money. So it was probably smart of you to move to this smaller town. And I know when we talked, you said it's actually starting to explode. So you're so set up and ready to go for the expansion that's going to be happening around you. I'm excited for you. Uh, Did you go to um, esthetician school in Idaho? I did. And what year did you do that? Let's see. That was in 20, I think I started it in 2014 or it was like the very beginning of 2015. Okay. So I want to just backtrack a little bit. St. Regis is supposed to be known for their impeccable customer care, customer service. And we're in such an experienced economy right now. Was there one thing that you learned from that training that you could share with other beauty practitioners? Oh boy. You know, honestly, I feel like it was the level of service is so elevated. It's all the little touches, you know, from day one in my practice, I've always worn a uniform. I've always tried to go above and beyond trying to anticipate someone's needs is one of the big, the big things. I love that. So it's just a level of professionalism. Maybe we don't learn in school. Yes, absolutely. So let's go back to 2015. You are becoming an esthetician. What happened between 2015 and when did you join the Beauty Biz Club for the first time? Was that in 2016? That sounds right. Yes. Um, 2016, 2017. Oh, 2017, I think it was. I had been following you for a while, but I didn't actually join the club. It wasn't until after I failed hard. I was like, you know what? I I should have just, I should have just got your coaching in the very beginning. I mean that if, if I would have done that, that would have probably changed my whole life. But I guess God just knew I had to learn the hard way, I guess. And is this, I I loved what you said before we started the call today. You're just going to share and be vulnerable, right? Yeah, that's, you know, I'm here to, yep. I'm, I'm an open book. It's hard for me to share. I mean, some of the things that I'm going to say today, probably my closest, some of my closest friends, family and clients like would be so surprised. I honor that. And I appreciate it because it's what helps other women understand that they're human, they're normal, and there is a better way. So I know you had mentioned you were like, in debt. I don't know if you want to share the number. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Credit card debt. (laughs) Oh, man. It was a series of unfortunate events. I mean, and terrible decisions. I will tell you that. Like, some things just happened to me and it was terrible. And some things I just made terrible investments because I was trying to get out of it and get out of it fast. I already knew what credit card debt felt like. I had been there definitely not anywhere near to this extent, but I hated having that on my back. It wasn't something I really wanted to go into again, but at a certain point, it it was almost like self-sabotage. It like, it was like a cascade of, I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel like we get to a point where it's like of no return and we go, uh, what the hell I'm going to put it on there on my credit card. 
right? Just Yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'm in this deep, like more must be better, right? I'm gonna just try to get out of it. And I mean, I was trying, I was in this place where I was trying whatever I could to try and figure this out. I just kept thinking, okay, I got to figure this out. If I can just be smart enough (laughs) and make the right choice, then that's going to get me out of this. That's going to like, there's got to be one thing or something that I can do that's going to change the way that this is happening, you know, for me. So, and it was high six or high five figures, almost six figures of credit card debt. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, it honestly, it was over $60,000 because, um, it was, I mean, it was at least that much and that's not even counting like the high interest. I mean, I had the whole collection. I mean, by the time I was done, I, I, I mean, I owed one of my clients money from, I mean, that was like something that happened before any of this even happened. Um, and we were sort of trading services and, Um, to get started, I got a small loan from them to kind of open up my new location. That costed more money than I thought, of course. Was a lot of your debt or can you say how much was kind of you could blame, so to speak, on overspending to start a business? You know, I would say, I would say probably at least 25k of that. And then some of it had to do, I mean, a lot of it was business debt. A lot of it was just operating expenses too, bad things that sort of just, I mean, it was bad timing, like my steamer broke and um, just certain things happened that it was like, okay, I have to choose to put this on a credit card or I have to choose to close my business. And I mean, I did, I remember calling one of my friends, you know, and it was like, January and I had four clients on the book for the whole month and I'm just crying and I'm like I'm gonna have to close my business I have to do something you know I have to do something this isn't working I just felt I mean at that point I'm almost 10 years in to my career and I was just feeling like this you know I've never had success at this all I do is work my butt off And I give and give and give to all of my clients and I don't even have enough money to live. This is something I think that a lot of us, like that just gave me the chills because I think that's it. We feel like we give and give and give and give and we don't have enough for ourselves. And this is where a shift needs to take place. So let's talk about that. Like what, because I got an email from you and I get emails like this all the time. And you said, Lori, I have to leave the beauty biz club for a little bit because it's really either feed my family and eat or pay for the beauty biz club, but I'll be back. And I thought, yeah, that's what they all say. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw you, you emailed me, I think it said, I'm coming back. I was like, oh my goodness, she is out of the norm. So what forced you to move forward and start investing in yourself again, because we didn't mention there's now a baby in the mix. Yes. So that's really where it all went down. I mean, when I had my baby was when things really got real and this, the mountain started happening. I mean, a lot of it was medical debt. You know, I have a $12,000 deductible on my insurance and I had to have an emergency C-section. So, you know, that, 
there's that. <laughs> so that started it off. And then, you know, you take two months off. And even though I worked up to my due date, I mean, I was like there a week before I gave birth doing services, you know, three days, I think it was three days a week at that time, but still. And, uh, yeah, it was, that's kind of where it all started, but to go back to your question, um, so it was around that time where I was saying, you know, I'm, I want to quit. I was almost going to move, um, back in with some friends in, in the Seattle area. I was like making plans to maybe just go work for somebody because I'm like, well, obviously I'm just a giant failure. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I was kind of beating myself up. I was having a pity party. Along and with hormones, probably. <laughs> I mean, at that time, let's see, at that time, that was about a year ago. That was like a almost, yeah, that was a little more than a year ago. It was like January 2018. And I'm like, you know what? I just had this feeling and I'm like, you know, I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to put my big girl pants on and I'm going to give this all or nothing. And, um, that's, I think that's when I joined the beauty beast club. And I'm like, this was, uh, actually I started with the 60 day challenge. So that's coming up. Oh yeah. Once a year. And that really does seem to make big shifts for people. So thank you for mentioning that. It's, it's a good foundational starting point for people who are any situation. Yes. And you know, it was so great for me because it just, it reminded me of the basics and um, and more, like so much more than that. But it got my head in the right place, which was the most important shift for me. And I really needed that. And I remember the exact moment when everything changed for me. And I think it was like week, like two or three. And we were talking about mindset stuff. And you were saying, you know, it was all about creating your mantra, right? That's always week one, because this is where it starts within us. Yeah, always the first time. Okay, so that really, even, so the first week, there it was, and um, that, it changed a lot for me. I had this big aha moment, because part of uh, my huge healing process with Crohn's disease was, I started with my mindset first, and I said, you know what, I am healing, I am getting better every day, these things are happening for me, Um, you know, I would just have this mantra that I created, And I had it on the fridge. I had it on places that I could see it every day. I said it a thousand times a day, even when I didn't believe it at first. You don't. You don't really believe it truly at first, I think. But it plants these seeds inside us, like in our cells. We don't even know that it's happening. Exactly. And that's why, you know, some people laugh at me and they're like, whatever. But I'm like, no, seriously, this is where it starts. You have to do this and say this and you know, um, so that was such a huge shift for me when I was healing my body. And then when you said that, I was like, Oh my God, why don't I do this for my business? (laughs) You said something earlier. And I think this is kind of all becoming like intertwined in our conversation. You said you went into credit card debt because you were looking for something fast to fix it. You know, you didn't believe the mindset at first, but you had to, so I really think like part of your success is maybe gaining an awareness that stuff doesn't happen fast. There's no such thing as instant success. There's no such thing as getting out of credit card debt in a day. Yes, that was, that's so true, Lori. I mean, that was a huge 
That was a huge wake up call. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I always knew that, but then you get desperate, you know? I mean, I don't know. You, you feel like you would almost do anything to fix it and make it go away. Yeah. You know, after a certain point. And there really is nothing that replaces hard work and dedication and that it's a slow, painful process. Sometimes like going uphill. I mean, some people hit it out of the park, you know, some people do. I have never seen anyone not work hard and be successful and not be devoted to being like in this place of commitment to the business. So are you out of credit card debt now? Yes, I am. I have, um, no, wait, wait, we need to just celebrate that you did this in a yeah. place of having a newborn at home, basically. So everybody needs to know this, but go ahead. Sorry. Yes. I do not have, I can honestly say I do not have any more credit card debt. I have paid over $60,000 in debts. How um, did you, can you just give, cause people are dying right now. Like you have them salivating, Like, give one tip on how you got out of this kind of debt with a baby at home. And I think part of it probably had to do with investing in yourself, but yes, that's huge. Um, investing in yourself. Um, you, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say that when, you know, you have so many piles of debt on top of you that you feel like you can't even breathe. And <laughs> to say invest in yourself sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, sure. I'll do that when I get money. But um, so you really have to have a plan and you really have to stick to that plan. And it's kind of like, you know, as a business owner, you have to get used to running your numbers, like how much do you want to make and, you know, do the math same thing with credit card. How much debt do you have? How long do you want to be paying this off? You know, how long is it going to take you if you keep paying the minimum payment, which I never did, but still. And then of course, like the snowball, the debt snowball, that that's the way to do it. In my opinion. Did you have somebody help you? Did you go to a financial planner or did you just sit down? Did you Google online? Like, um, you know, what really helped me is, um, actually, a big shift for me came to when I was reading uh, a lot of Dave Ramsey's books. Yeah. I was doing a lot of reading. Um, Dave Ramsey, you know, it was kind of the harsh wake up call that I really needed um, at the time. And basically no one's going to save you. You know, no one's going to come in on the white horse and take it all away for you. You have to find the courage to get a hold of this and, move forward. I love that. I love that. And so I know, you know, for you guys listening in, we are all human. And sometimes you still have, because I see what you post inside the club, you have these little bouts of maybe feeling not so hot about your business. And I just want to talk about that for a minute, because I know you've posted before, well, I don't love my location, but I cyber stock people before they come on the show. And before I do one-on-one coaching with them, your place looks so cute. I think you need to be proud of it. Like I want to go get a massage there and I'm a picky Virgo. Yeah. You know, when I was, it was, um, actually the, I love where I am. I love a lot about where I am. I love most things about where I am. The only thing is that it is a little bit out of the way. So, you know, you always ask those questions like, okay, do I need to be in a high traffic area? But I mean, the fact is, I don't accept walk-ins, you know, I don't have the resources for that. So 
it is nice and private. It is in a basement, technically. So there's that. But I do have lovely windows that look out to the trees. And, you know, I've got plants out there. I'm like basically in a forest on the golf course. (laughs) I think it just looks magical. And, and, you know, it's the experience of even walking in a place. So if you're surrounded by nature, it kind of goes in line with your holistic approach. I thought from looking at the, the pictures of it, but you know, going from making $400 a month, feeling like you said a failure and you're not good at what you do. Can you tell everybody what your practice looks like today? Are you booked? Are you like, how many days a week are you working? Have you quadrupled that $400 a month number? Like what's going on? Oh yeah, at least. <laughs> um, so I, right now I'm booked solid. Um, I think I've got I've got some openings um, in about a month, and I do have to turn people away. And I mean, I've totally changed a lot. Um, the aesthetic side is completely different. I've invested in so much education for that, and I think that has made me a client a, attraction magnet. People want to invest in people who are investing in themselves. If that, I mean, it, when you take these trainings and you become proud of who you are and what you're doing, that is an energy that is a massive client attraction magnet. I think your confidence levels, I hear it in your voice, have just so elevated. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, but the the training makes you confident. It's like, no, I know this, you know, and that that creates confidence, and that um, and clients pick up on that. Something else I know that you're really proud of and that you said you were willing to share is you had to move into a not so ideal. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about that? What happened last year (laughs) and where you are now? Because this really is a story I know that's going to inspire so many. Yeah. So at the height of it all, you know, at very the very peak of the debt, we had to make some really hard choices. And, um, you know, I was reading... Dave Ramsey's books. And one of his things that he likes to say is live like no one else. So you can live like no one else. You know, sometimes you got to cut it somewhere. You got to cut something out somewhere and you have to figure out how it is that you're going to save yourself from this pit. And so maybe we were watching a little too much HGTV at the time, (laughs) but you know, I decided to put basically the last of my cash money and we bought a 32 foot fifth wheel. I was just about to give birth when we bought that because we already knew. I mean, it, it actually got a little bit worse after that for a couple of months, but, um, we decided, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, we, the people that we were renting from had to sell their house we already knew we were going to have to move when my daughter was only uh, two months old. So at that point, we were already screwed. We said, okay, what are we going to do? We can't afford the rents that have gone up exponentially since we moved here. I mean, it was crazy, Laura. It like doubled in or tripled even in, in just the few years that we were there. And, um, you know, we can't afford $1,500 a month. There is no place we had two dogs. There's no place uh, that's even available right now that will take our dogs too. on top of that. 
and we can't afford it bottom line so we bought this fifth wheel and <laughs> my husband's a carpenter so we had that going for us and we're in there um painting and we, I mean we did make it super cute we, we we really did and I was like well if I'm gonna live in this thing then it's gonna be adorable so I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make it cute so I don't feel so depressed when I'm in there and we were able to set up a situation where we could our, our we got our rent basically down to $250 a month so you parked it on somebody else's property Correct. Yep. So this is an episode of tiny luxury homes almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. It wasn't, it didn't really feel that way. <laughs> well, you know, what? something else that I love that you've said is that your husband watching what you've done has now started his own business. And I'm sure if people are moving there and he's, you know, has a trade like being a carpenter, he's in high demand. So it changed his life when you decided to say, this is what we're doing for our family. I want something different for us. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much. And I had no, he's like wildly successful right now. Like he, I had no idea. I mean, it took, we both kind of reached our success at the same time, um, which was really awesome. And it, it, a lot of it had to do with mindset. And for him, his big thing was believing in himself. He had, we, and, and we thought we were doing the right thing. We wanted to buy a house. And that was like our big goal. That was what we were working towards. Um, but, you know, when you have your own business, that's really hard to do. You have to show two or three years yeah. a solid income before mm -hmm. they're willing to take a chance on you. So he he took a job that, um, you know, was really not paying very well in exchange for, you know, maybe we could get a house in a year so once we just threw that out the window and we're like, you know what, new plan. And he, you know, a big hurdle was him believing in himself and going out on his own because that's the biggest leap that you ever take. I it mean, could have been your mantras on the refrigerator. Did you make him it do could it? Have. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely could have been. <laughs> I'm just like, no, we can do it. I don't know. You know, I mean, not every day was like this, you guys. Okay. Like not, <laughs> I definitely had my days where, you know. I was throwing a big old pity party for myself, but I think it's important that you let yourself have that, but then you pick yourself back up and you keep going. So you're in a gorgeous apartment now, right? Yes, we are. We have a brand new, beautiful apartment. No one's ever even lived in it. Lori, I have walk-in closets and <laughs> I mean like a real shower. Okay. A real shower with like, I can take a real girl shower with... <laughs> Do you ever just sit and really feel like what you've done for yourself and your family? Do you ever sit with that and, and just raise your vibration? Because I get excited talking to you. It makes me feel like anything's possible. Do you allow yourself to embody it? You know, actually, I did that this morning. I woke cool. up early. I had my coffee and I'm like, this is so cool. You know, it's not, it's maybe not like perfect. It's not, you know, of course I'm, I've got that Virgo, you know, and me too, but, um, but here I am and look at, you know, the life that I'm creating. I'm excited about my future and about where things are going. And I have all of this momentum now and that's, you know, that's so exciting. This is a powerful time for us ladies. So listen to Shannon and really work hard and celebrate and, and sit and allow yourself to feel good about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And like you said, sometimes you have to fake that till you make it, right? Yeah, you really do. 
So I don't know, have we covered everything? Is there anything else you want to share about your story that you think would, you know, really inspire and motivate the listeners? Hmm. I just think, you know, you can do anything that, that you really set your mind to and your intentions on. I mean, my situation seemed pretty impossible to our family at the time. I mean, we, it was, it was crushing. And I know a lot of you out there are, are in that situation right now and you can definitely do it and you can still be successful. And, you know, people make mistakes and, but fixing them makes you stronger. It makes you better. And it prepares you. I, I feel a lot more prepared now going forward with my business. Um, for anything kind of that comes my way. <laughs> I mean, like no matter what happens in my life, almost, I mean, there's people who are always in a worse situation than you, I guess. But, um, I don't know. It just, there's an unbelievable strength and power that comes from just clean up your own mess, you know, take oh, care of it. I you like can do that. take responsibility yeah. for it and take clean it up. Take responsibility, And that's it. You know, you can't, you cannot sit around and expect success to just happen to you. You have to take an action. I always compare it to dating, which, you know, these clients that I have that are single, then they come in and they share with us. And I always say, what are you, what are you doing to put yourself out there? Because unless you have a really hot UPS man that's single, <laughs> nobody's coming to ring on your doorbell to ask you out on a date. Um, and it's the same with business. Nobody's going to knock on our treatment room door and say, Hey, I'm here for my massage. Like we have to put ourselves out there. So the energy that I get the feeling of from you right now is unstoppable. Are you feeling a little bit like that? That's how I feel right now. I love it. So tell me, uh, maybe what's in store for you. What's on your short term goal list. Did you do the growth bank training in the beauty biz club? Can you pull something from the, the left hand and the right hand side, a logical and a dream? I did. And you know, it's funny because I'm like, I was just revisiting that the other day. I hadn't gotten time to make my new goals yet, but I do have some things floating around in my head. You know, um, I definitely want to invest in more training. There's, there's traveling that's happening. I have a lot of super exciting, like pioneer level things that I'm working on. Um, it for my, uh, massage clients and for facial clients as well. And the most exciting thing to me is that they will be integrated and it's, I'm hoping that it's going to raise my results in a whole new way. And, um, and it's something that's never been done before. I'm so excited. Ooh, well, I'll have to have you back on the show to share when you <laughs> pioneer it out. And you know, there's something to be said right now. Tell me if you agree with this for okay. a long time. I think estheticians didn't know how to find their place. We just thought maybe we were supposed to be doctors. We thought we were supposed to be like medical. We thought we had to produce these amazing results. And now I feel like we are really honoring our power in the fact that our hands are almost like healing wands mm -hmm. and, and the, the touch is coming back in the treatment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was like that when I first joined the club, I mean like, well, I don't know. I'm just going to do what everybody else is doing. Cause I don't really get it. You know, I've, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't at all. I mean, I didn't really get, 
I'm a massage therapist, you know, kind of first. That's what I did for a long time. And then I, I've always been surrounded by the aesthetics world, but I didn't really understand until I started doing it and just what that world was all about. And, and really things that were possible for me and paths that were possible for me. And I got that from the beauty biz club. I love that. Thank you. And myself, you know, I got to discover all of those things because of that. The other day I was thinking, like I sit outside with my coffee every morning and I just watch the hummingbirds and I go kind of feel like the beauty biz club is the Harvard of training for us as practitioners. And it's not just me. Other people are in there sharing stuff and, but it really is this missing link of learning business skills that we need. And, and I'm curious, like, just, I feel like you just went through this whole like caterpillar to a butterfly moment (laughs) in your life. And doesn't it allow you when you learn these things to really position yourself differently? Yes. I know you're getting headshots done and you're, you're like proud to be a businesswoman. I see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, and you just kind of make your plan. I, I've definitely done a lot of things in, especially the last, um, I would say the last six months that are very out of my comfort zone. I'm continuing to push myself out of that comfort zone. Um, and you know, I think a big thing too, that people need to hear is that, that you matter and that what you have to say matters. And, you know, I, I had such an attitude about social media, you know, I talked about this, I talked about this in the, in the club, like a few times, like, I'm just like, you guys, I hate this. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, you know, I just am frustrated. I don't understand. I'm such, I'm, I'm very much like an introverted person. I do very well one-on-one with people. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know, for the most part, I would say I'm, I'm introverted and, Um, so it's hard for me to put myself out there, especially in that kind of low confidence mode where I wasn't feeling that good about myself. I wasn't feeling like I was winning and, um, it was hard for me to step forward with that. Have you surrendered to social media or have you just decided it's not for you or your business? Cause I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Yeah. And I don't think there is either because it totally depends on your own business and your, your BCEs, as we like to say in in the club, right? Your your best client ever, and so it it depends on all of that. And I don't think you have to be on social media to be successful. I think if you're trying to attract clients, it's a free way of doing that. Um, there's a lot of free tools out there that you know. I mean, I've gotten since I've really put effort into Instagram. I've um, I've definitely gotten quite a few clients from that. So you have surrendered to it. Surrendered. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to change my attitude. I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to just give up all that old stuff and just move forward and, and go for it. I'm not the best at it all the time, you know, but I'm, I'm working on it. It's funny because there's a gal in expansion, which I do visualize you being in there someday. Just don't Uh freak out, but I'm seeing it. Um, there's a girl in there and she left the practice, started over, built the practice up basically via Instagram. And she's an introvert too. And she said now she has to take Sundays off to disconnect. And she used a word that I thought was so appropriate right now associated with social media. She said, I have to get away from the inflammatory feeling of it. 
Mm. I think that's really important. I mean, it's, I definitely feel that too. Um, I work four days a week and Sunday is the only day that we have together as a family. And so Sunday is my phone's off. Like my clients know I don't, I don't even return calls. I don't, anything that is happening can wait because Sunday is my day with my family. I think a practitioner like you, and I didn't even realize this, I think many of us don't understand how deeply and beautifully we impact the lives of others. And this is my whole speech that I'm going to be giving in Chicago next week, um, associated with business as well. But knowing what you know now about how deeply you can impact the lives of others and how you make them look and how you make them feel, um, I just want you to share, and this is an off kind of hand question. You've not prepared for this. So hopefully you have an answer right away. If not, we're going to give you a second to chew on it. But, um, what is the best compliment that you've received since you've changed your mindset and your business and started delivering results from a different level of confidence? Hmm. My best compliment. I love my, my closest clients will tell me the ones who've been for me with me, uh, since the beginning, uh, they would say, Shannon, I am so proud of you. Just like how far you've come and, you know, just seeing the different, the evolution of my, my practices, my different spaces that I've had, which I've had, this is my third space since I've lived in Idaho, but I love that one. And I love when people say, oh my gosh, I have gotten so many benefits from this that I didn't even expect. Like I came in here thinking one thing that it was going to affect just my superficial level of skin. And I came out of here with this like whole new awareness about my body. And, you know, I bring that into my life. And I thought that was pretty amazing. Awesome. Very cool. Well, say somebody's on vacation near quarter lane and they want to book an appointment. Now you guys have to do it like a month or so out because she's busy, <laughs> but how do they find you? What's your website? And do you, you take new clients, right? I do. Yes, I do still. I will start a wait list, a short term wait list for now. Um, but I, I do still take new clients and, um, my website is mud and stone massage and skin.com. Yeah. You know, before we go, this will be the last question and then I'm going to let you return to your day, but how'd you pick the name mud and stone? Oh yeah. That was kind of random. I just really liked it. I mean, I, I liked, I wanted it to be kind of like earthy a little bit, but still, um, I, at the time I was working a lot with like hot stone massage and, um, and then I was like, Oh mud, like I love like the different muds when I was a kid. We used to have like a little creek in our backyard. We used to cover ourselves with mud and we were, pretended that they were face masks. And <laughs> so I, don't, I just, I wanted, I was like that. Yeah, that, that's it. I, <laughs> I feel like people have such a hard time naming their spa and, it, or their aesthetics practice. And that's a good one. It's very unique and different. Yes. And I wanted it to be that too. So um, most, a lot of people tell me it's too long, but eh, you know, it is what it is. Well, like your clients, I am so proud of you and so excited for you and what you're building and how you are supporting your family. So I just want to say that. And I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. 
All right, Shannon, have a great day. Thanks again for your time. Okay. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for tuning into the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to build the beauty biz of your dreams. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the Beauty Biz Club, the only professional success-based society designed to fuel your success by providing you with the ongoing resources that are needed to excel in the beauty industry, please visit beautybizclub.com. Again, that's beautybizclub.com. Also, if you'd like a copy of my free report, Top 10 Secrets of Successful Beauty Biz Practitioners, please visit lorikrete.com. 